doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. Give me a kiss. Yeah. yeah. Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and this week, uh, we watched Halloween 3, uh, Season of the Witch. But before uh, we get into that, uh, Opal, what have we been up to this week? Last couple weeks. Couple kinda, yeah, kinda. couple we've been, we've been a little busy. A little bit. Still figuring out <clears throat> schedule stuff, but uh, things should be a little more regular. Yeah. 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 We're doing the podcast. Um, we did watch a few movies. Yeah, we watched uh, Elm Street 2 and 3. Yeah, we've kind of like started our journey through the Elm Streets. Uh, we've seen the first one. Yeah. Yeah, the first um, one's good, obviously. Uh, we will probably do like a full series retrospective once we get through. Yes, the other eventually. sequels eventually. But um, I would say for now, we both liked three a bit more than two. I think it's safe to it's, say it's tough because they're both really weird. You know what I'm finding? Go for it. Slashers aren't very good. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the slasher sequels especially <clears throat> aren't very good. So it's always going to be hard to even compare to the first Elm Street at all, remotely. Yeah. And, and I've heard it's going to be hard because <laughs> uh, they go downhill from three. Yeah. Uh, well, two and three are definitely like trying to recapture uh, uh, the Elm Street uh, juice, and they are failing for the most part. I mean, they're enjoyable, but like... They're fine as standalone movies. Three doesn't know what movie it wants to be and two two's a little boring it gets a little lost in the middle yeah uh, it's they don't know what they want their lord to be they don't know ooh. they don't know who who Cred- freddy krueger is supposed to be yeah i they it's weird right because he, he keeps like changing like in terms of how much he's on screen and how much he talks and what his attitude is like when he talks and who he is and what he did and yeah. everything i will say i think the creature effects in three are pretty good the, yeah i will say that i think three kind of uh rocks as a movie <laughs> yeah. i don't think it's a good movie but i think it whips ass yeah no i think that's fair i think two is a little depressing not because they're trying to do, like, a coming-of-age, like, sexuality thing, which I think is a little bit clumsy, but people kind of have, like, a soft spot in their heart for that, for that one, for that reason. Yeah. But it, it didn't really, it didn't really work for me. I, I, I would agree. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really work. Yeah. Uh, uh, you also watched a movie in your own time. Yes, I did. <laughs> do you want to talk about Outwaters for the class? Yes. I... I watched this on my own because I know you would hate it. <laughs> and I st- after watching it, I still know that you would hate it. Great. Well, it is it is what people who hate found footage know found footage to be. Oh, that would be something I wouldn't like very much. <laughs> um It's a hard movie to watch and not in a good way. 
It's... I feel like Skinnamarink is gonna open this up floodgates-wise for, like, this type of, uh, low-budget movie where nothing happens to come back into style <laughs> a little bit. Which I'm not completely against, but also you're gonna get kind of, like, bad ones like that one. Yeah, I mean, Skinnamarink has, like, a mood and a, a tone that it's building it does, up. It does that way, way better fully than committed to... Outwater's Dead. Yeah. Uh, are the effects in Atwaters any good? No. <laughs> okay. Um, there are creatures. Oh. And? They're not good. <laughs> okay. Uh, any redeeming features for people who do like found footage stuff? It's got some gnarly blood stuff, but you really have to sit through a lot to right. actually get to it. Alright, so just not, not really firing on any cylinders is what you're telling me. You could look up the ending and be completely fine. Okay. All right. If you like found footage, may- maybe uh, do that. Oh. <laughs> uh, we also watched uh, My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. Uh, the original, not the remake. Slasher movie's still not that good. <laughs> Slasher movie's still but not that one, good. But that one's still kind of charming to me. I find it charming. I feel like it is... Um... I love that it was obviously a script... That was, like, about a minor killer that they made fit into, like, the the holiday slasher genre after Halloween <laughs> happened. I like that uh, it's Canadian. I think it helps considerably. You get a lot of, like, stories and stuff in there for sure. Well, not just the accent, but, like, okay, my favorite slasher that I've seen is also Canadian, uh, which is Black Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this one, like, I feel like it is of... Like, a certain sort of... I think the setting does help it a lot. I yeah. do like the actual mines. I think they're creepy. Yeah, I think the the setting is good. I think just, like, the... 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 Aura is good. But the movie is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I... I... Okay, I have to show you the hilarious 3D sequel sometime now. Oh, just yeah. Just on principle. I saw it in theaters. I feel like... If we could get 3D glasses to watch it, we should do that because <laughs> yeah. it's got some funny stuff in I there. would love to watch this movie with none of the things I like about this movie in it. Mm, <laughs> but it does have Jensen Ackles in it. Horse-like. Yeah, we had an argument about uh, which Winchester brother is the most horse-like, and I think I won that conversation. Um, I mean, the, the... I'm on the side of Jensen Ackles, by the way. He has a longer face, and he looks more like a horse to me. <sighs> But the other guy has a more a mane. rectangular face. I don't think of horses that way. Like up and down, like long. I don't think of horses as rectangular. I think of them as having like these cheeks that go really far down. And I feel that way about him. Even though his head is squimched. No, I think you described the other guy. No, I disagree. <laughs> anyway. Hey, guess who won the poll? If you have, if you have strong feelings about which... Of the main cast members of Supernatural is more horse-like. I, I don't know. I Only guess, the brothers. I, guess I, don't call, care, I, I don't care about uh, Misha Collins or whatever. I, I guess Colin. If you have <laughs> yeah, call feelings. me. Colin. Uh, all right. Should That's we, it. Should we get into our our film? <laughs> Uh, so this is 1982, 
Uh, it's directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, starring Tom Atkins, Stacey Nelkin, and Dan O'Hurley. Um, Carpenter produced that. Yeah, so this one and uh, uh, obviously is a sequel. Um, This movie does not have Michael Myers in it. No, that's a lie. He's secretly in it. But that's not right. as a character. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's so, not killing people. So the the story of, of how this movie gets made, obviously it's Halloween um three. Um so Halloween two is a direct sequel yes. to Halloween. That does um, have a Michael Myers in it. Yeah. Uh Carpenter produced that one and was like, Alright, um if you guys really like want to keep doing these, like I'll do it, but I don't want to do this whole Michael Myers thing anymore. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um so I'm okay with this movie. So, uh, originally, this movie was supposed to be directed by Joe Dante. I saw that! I was gonna bring that up, because I think that would have been so wild if we got a Joe Dante Halloween 3. I, I think it would have been great. Um, I guess he pulled out at the last minute to work on the Twilight Zone, so they got one of, like, Carpenter's hangers on, uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, um, probably most known for going on to direct the It miniseries. Yeah, I saw he did a couple episodes. I don't know if he did the whole thing, but yeah. it's okay. I mean, everyone knows it for Tim Curry, obviously. I think that's the only good part. Yeah. Uh, but he, I, I think he also did Fright Night too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Which so, people, people kind of like. Um, so this one is very much like a Carpenter production. Um, the writer, uh, or the original writer, Nigel Neal, is um, creator of the popular British sci-fi series Quartermass. Uh, wrote this movie i've never heard of it remotely uh yeah it's like doctor who adjacent uh well are they all pretty much yeah <laughs> um uh carpenter i guess liked that show so we got him to write the like original treatment for this um the distribution is by dino de Laurentiis, who is prolific in the sort of um b movie and up space sure yeah a guy who distributed uh, i'm just gonna say some movies here flash gordon okay barbarella uh-huh conan the barbarian oh that's a good one though uh and a bunch of like stephen king adaptations yeah okay um, yeah so um and then you know unsurprisingly uh this uh halloween movie that does not have michael myers in it uh did poorly at the box office um it's had like a bit of a like uh cult following resurgence but uh definitely not like uh, a a well-known halloween movie i would do you say. think do you think people would like it a lot more if it wasn't called halloween 3 yeah I think if they so. called it something else i think fewer people would have seen it but i think people would like it more because i think I, the, agree with that. I think once you already have two halloweens and once the slasher genre has like exploded to the level that it has um in uh what is this 84 83 82 only but still there's a lot of slashers out there um at this point when this movie's coming out and this one doesn't exactly follow the formula yeah Uh, yeah so i can see a lot of people having their like genre expectations kind of uh tossed in the trash for this one unfortunately um slashers suck as we've covered so some of them are okay but i think in general i find them kind of weak I would love to live in the world where, like, this movie was super successful. And they, That'd be crazy. And they made, like, a million, like, one-offs like this. I, I like the one-offs. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think you need to franchise everything. 
No, 100%. Like I Because this movie has a very definitive ending. <laughs> Definitely. I can't imagine how you like come back Sequel from the end that. of this movie, yeah. We're doing Christmas next. <laughs> um, but that's kind of that's kind of the background. Um, you know, Carpenter not technically in the director's chair, but his uh, grubby little paws all over this one. Yeah, it's got the music still. Uh, yes, he did do the music. Yeah. I think the I think the music rocks in this. <laughs> yeah, the music is good. I think there's some funny sound design stuff going on that I'm sure he had something to do with. <laughs> Including the uh, signature theme tune, which we'll get to in it a is bit. Just, it is just London Bridge. Uh, yes, that's the tune, yeah. But... If you're not bobbing your knees when this <laughs> tune comes on, I don't know there's what to a, tell you. I don't think you have a soul. There's a whole breakdown in the full version of it. Yeah, it's they, good. Got, they got the redux. <laughs> they got the sense fucking going. Yeah. All right. Should we get into the summary? Yes, I think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, we open on the opening credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why uh, you look at me like that? <laughs> Uh, which are over, like, a TV screen of a jack-o'-lantern, which is flickering ominously. Cut to Northern California. Yeah, nondescript, nondescript Northern California, which I think we could have taken the beautiful (laughs) 101. A man runs down a dark street towards the camera, pursued by a car. He takes refuge at a gas station. And fends off an assassin. This uh, <laughs> this opening scene is good. Yeah. It's kind of got like a... These guys are going to keep popping up throughout the movie. I think they've got a fun like men in black thing going on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the G-men sort of. Uh, yeah. I, I dig this like no dialogue opening scene of just like... It's the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere. There's a guy just running down the street and a car is coming after him. And then he... Kills a weird guy with a car. I love the execution of this because <laughs> it, I I reference this all the time. I know, but how could I not? Because it is one of the best scenes in cinema of all time. It is the Austin Powers steamrollers <laughs> scene because he's got this car gently rolling very slowly towards him, and he's softly sandwiched between these two guys. Pancaked. Yeah. Uh, cut to one hour later. Which I thought was a really funny cut. Like, I don't know if that's an amount of time where you need, like, a a, a title card cut. Yeah, like, okay. Um, a gas station attendant watches a program on Stonehenge and a commercial for the Silver Shamrock Novelty Store plays advertising their Halloween masks. Two more days till Halloween. It's not two more days yet. It's eight days at this point. Thank you for the continuity. Yeah. Um, the attendant is surprised by the man from the intro who jumps and breathes, they're coming, before passing out. Uh, and he's clutching a jack-o'-lantern mask. Yeah. Which, this this gas station attendant is going to be in for a whole bunch of <laughs> bullshit that his job does not pay him enough for. Next we meet Dr. Dan Chalice. Tom Atkins. <laughs> he returns home with masks for his kids for Halloween, but dang it, they've Those already are got stupid virgin masks. <laughs> they've already got the sicko, uh, big dick silver shamrock masks, <laughs> and have memorized the jingle brand, which plays uh, on the TV again. <laughs> yeah, this it does not leave you. It it will not leave you for a second. 
the doctor is called in uh, back to the hospital to examine the man from the intro. He's been brought in by the gas station attendant. He's he, like, can I go? Yeah, can I go now? And he walks away. <laughs> um, the man uh, wakes up when the silver shamrock jingle plays on a TV in the hospital and intends, they're going to kill us. <laughs> All of us. Make it stop. <laughs> Uh, another assassin sneaks into the hospital and kills the patient. In an interesting way. Yeah, he, like, crushes his face through, like, his eye sockets. Yeah, he it's like he's pinching his nose bridge really hard until it crushes his <laughs> yeah. face. It's kind of unclear what happens. Uh, and when Dr. Chalice uh, pursues him out of the hospital, he gets in his car, covers himself in gasoline, and lights himself on fire. Yeah, cool. Also sick. Yeah. Like, an assassin shows up, kills this guy, just gets in his car and lights himself on fire. Awesome. Awesome. This no is, notes. Yeah, you've, you've already got so much going on. Uh, the next day, the cops are investigating, uh, and they have the victim's daughter in to identify the body. Cut to that Wednesday. <laughs> uh, I, they skipped my birthday, by the way. I know, how dare they? The one, the, the, one day, the one day. <laughs> the one day a year. The one day a year I get. <laughs> uh, Dr. Charles is pleading with uh, one of the doctors to further investigate, uh, not believing the cop's story that, oh, it was probably just drugs. Am I crazy or is he, like, super tanned? Like, way more than normal. I think you're a little bit crazy, but not by that much. He looks like he's from, like, Malibu. He does feel out of place in Northern California. He's, maybe If this were LA, I wouldn't bet an eyelid. Maybe it's this. also the brunette that looks like it's, like, washing him out. And he's, like, been, like, baked in an oven for a little bit. Can we talk about how uh, this movie posits that uh, Tom Atkins, a man who looks, I can only describe, um, like somebody else's dad. <laughs> uh, this movie posits that he is an absolute fucking babe. And they'd be right. According to the text of this movie, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, There's no woman who won't bed him. <laughs> For real. Tom Atkins got, like, unbelievable pull in this movie. Hey, we'll get to it. Um, uh, cut to that Friday. <laughs> uh, he has a drink at the local bar and is annoyed by all the commercials. Yeah, yeah. We've got too many uh, commercials going on. Which, I have an issue. Go ahead. There are three masks, right? They only sell three. Uh, yes, the, the silver shamrock masks, yes. They only sell a jack-o'-lantern, a skull, and a witch mask. Yeah. Which are really fucking lame. They're all really lame masks. I think the, the jack-o'-lantern mask actually looks okay. Um, I can only describe... When you see it, like, on a person, I think it looks alright. I can only describe these options as something that um, a changeling of a child would choose <laughs> if they were pretending to enjoy the holiday of Halloween and they didn't have any interests or passions. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting, right? Because we grew up, like, post the kind of boom of this sort of stuff. 
where it's like mass-produced latex masks. People still dressed up as like princesses and like pirates ca- and stuff. Like characters, right? Not yeah. just like, I'm going to wear uh, one rubber mask and it is going to be uh, jack-o'-lantern, witch, or skeleton. And Later on, the masks don't even fit the costume. Like, I saw a ballerina with the jack-o'-lantern on and I don't think she knows what she's doing. They're just cool masks. <laughs> they can't be that cool. Uh, we don't. We don't think they're that cool. Also, I told you that no one is picking the witch. No one. Uh, I think they have it for the girls. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the girls want to be skeletons. They want to be jack o' lanterns. Yeah. Uh, the doctor is met by Ellie, the family member from earlier. Uh, both of them want to find out the truth of her father's murder. Uh, she takes them to the local family business, which is like a thrift store. It's like a toy store. Yeah. Something like that. She's figured out that her dad went missing uh, sometime after picking up more Halloween masks from the Silver Shamrock Company and enlists uh, Chalice to investigate. Uh, to the dismay of his ex-wife, who really wants him to pick up the damn kids already. I <laughs> I love this, because this is like a character writing 101 thing, like... This guy, he we can't make him too perfect. He we can't he's got make an him, ex-wife. We, we can't make him too perfect. He he's super hot. He can do anything he wants. He can sleep with whoever he wants. There's nothing he can do wrong. But he doesn't see his kids enough. <laughs> That's right. Well, he's got to solve the murder. There's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> you get the feeling that uh, he has this conversation with his ex-wife all the fucking time. Yeah. Where she's like, pick up the damn kids for the weekend already. Epic divorce, man. For real. Uh, they head for the mask factory out in the countryside. Uh, all of the local uh, Irish-American townsfolk peer out through their windows at them. Yeah, all these little cartoons through. pop out like, hey, hey, hey. They check in at the very Irish motel. Uh, where Chalice finds uh, Ellie's dad had checked in the previous week. Uh, several characters arrive to check into the motel. Yeah, cannon <laughs> fodder checks into the hotel. <laughs> Do we want to talk about any of them now, or should we wait until they come up? I think the the wife that pulls in with the RV is serving. Oh, you think so? This is uh, with the pantsuit. Not later. Not later. Not later. Okay. Uh, this is the local businessman or salesman uh, who's just fucking tearing it up with these halloween masks he has brought his family uh, his little shit-eating kid who (laughs) flips off his mom as he goes in the middle of the street what a nightmare child i'm glad he (laughs) dies uh next up uh chalice and ellie do a little smooching as curfew kicks in yeah they they haven't known each other that long he he tries to ask how old she is. Doesn't get a good answer. No. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. Also, a little kitty cat gets scooped up here. <laughs> I know, we did scream at the little kitty cat that gets scooped up. Um, uh, out getting some booze, Chalice encounters a local drunk who lore dumps a bit about the town and its mysterious owner, Mr. Cochran. Uh, then threatens to burn the factory down. <laughs> yeah, and Tommy Atkins is just like, well, I just listened to that man's terrorist plot, and I think I'll mind my business. Yeah, <laughs> not, my, not my problem. Not my problem. That man's going to destroy the local rich man's uh, factory. I'm cool with it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. 
Uh, back at his shack, the drunk is cornered by assassins who tear his head off. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. This has some brutal kills in it. Uh, Ellie is accosted by an out-of-towner, Marge, who's trying to buy more masks. Uh, and Chalice checks in on the uh, still-ongoing autopsy. Uh, they can't find any human parts from the car that burned. The coroner also wants to fuck him, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he's setting up his next <laughs> date while the the, the like, last girl he slept with is pulling up her panties. <laughs> she's, she's like, bargaining how many dinners she can get out of him for, like, pulling an all-nighter for this autopsy while he's about to go fuck Ellie, who has um, brought lingerie on this trip with yeah, her. Yeah, they bring one little tiny bag. Just for her fucking lingerie. For her sex trip for investigating her dad's murder. Because yeah. that's how hot Tom Atkins' character is this movie. girls just wanna have fun. <laughs> uh, his pheromones are off the chain. <laughs> off the fucking chain. We see his butt in a minute. You do. Uh, in her own room, Marge examines one of the silver shamrock pins that comes attached to all the Halloween masks and finds a microchip. Yeah, she starts poking at it, like, you know. Yeah, when she she fiddles with it a bit, she gets blasted by a laser beam. I fucking love this. She gets fucking blasted in the mouth by this laser. Uh, And then creatures begin to crawl out of her. And you get to see what happens. (laughs) That's right. Her mouth um, has another mouth under it, it turns out. No, it's because the skin has pulled Pulled back. back. (laughs) Because she got blasted in the face with a crazy magic laser. I'm a fan. It's sick. Uh, And then a bug crawls out of her mouth. Yeah, only one bug. Uh, There will be more. There might be other things going on. (laughs) We we did debate whether there are more (laughs) bugs, but I don't think so. A bunch of scientists in lab coats turn up outside to pick up Marge's body. Along with Mr. Cochran himself, who promises she'll get the best care money can buy. Uh, the next day, uh, Chalice checks back in on the autopsy, um, which, yeah, it's still not going still good. Still nothing. These scenes are <laughs> so useless. Fucking useless. Uh, he goes to visit the factory with Ellie, where they aren't really able to turn up any information about her dad. Um, but just as they're about to leave, uh, the mask salesman and his family from earlier turn up, and they're greeted by Mr. Cochran. It's like, oh, let's all go on a big tour. This kid doesn't have a name, by the way. He's just junior, I he, think. No, he, they call him Little Buddy, very consistently. So maybe that is his name. But the dad's name is Buddy. So Little Buddy? <laughs> so they call him <laughs> Little Buddy. Buddy Junior? I think he's Buddy Junior, and they call him Little Buddy. Oh, they need to redo that one. <laughs> they need a mulkin on that one. Uh, we get a behind-the-scenes look at this bespoke, all-made-by-hand plastic mask production. Yeah, they're trying to sell me that this is a very far-reaching operation. Yeah. But they still do everything by hand. People are, like, dumping plaster into molds with buckets. Yeah. No machines in sight. Uh, but Cochrane is very careful not to spill any secrets about the final processing on the masks. It's, you know, powder. He he just calls attention to a locked door they're not allowed to go that through. That says final processing. That has no obvious use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while leaving, they pass by several stationary suited men who all look like the assassin from earlier. 
Uh, and they even think they see uh, Ellie's dad's car in a heavily girded warehouse. Now, they're not the same guy. They're a little bit different, but they want to say... But they're dressed the same, and they're kind of around the same height, so it's kind of like they're the same guy. At one point, they say, oh, that guy looks just like the, the assassin, or whatever. But they aren't quite the same guy. They're not guy. the same guy, which... Questions. Questions. Uh... We could the Clone Wars this shit, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Uh, Ellie and Chalice resolve to get out of there and get the cops involved. Uh, Chalice gets a little bit spooked when the local phones don't let him make emergency calls. Uh, and then Ellie disappears from their room as assassins surround Chalice. Uh, he gets out of there, though. Yeah. <laughs> he... He's so good at everything. Effortless. <laughs> uh, he uh, escapes and uh, decides to sneak into the factory to rescue Ellie. And in Cochrane's office, he finds a lifelike mechanical doll and is attacked by an assassin who turns out to be a machine. We gotta talk about the automaton grandma, though. Oh, this this grandma is sick. I like it. She's just knitting. I wonder if that's a real like robot they made. Well... It must be to some degree, right? Because it's just like a latex mask with like some gears under it. But also, they might have just had a lady in a mask sitting there knitting. They also said this was from like the 17 or 1800s. Yeah, like... I don't buy it for a second. <laughs> I don't think we had robots. He's like, oh, this machine that's full of gears and complicated machinery and rubber masks is from 1790 in Germany. And it's like, hello? I don't believe you. <laughs> hello? Uh, uh, eventually, Charles is uh, apprehended uh, and menaced by Cochrane. Uh, and on the next day, it's Halloween morning. He kind of just gets, like, for the rest of the movie, he'll be dragged around by the elbow like he got in trouble at school. That's right. <laughs> you don't have a hall pass, mister. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's taken to observe the final processing. We might as well show you. The movie's almost over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cochran reveals a large stone slab uh, hooked up to computers. It's Stonehenge take... itself, apparently. Yeah, take a wild guess what this giant rock is. We showed you the Stonehenge bit earlier. You had all the clues. <laughs> <laughs> now, you posited to me earlier that this movie could potentially be anti-Irish. The villains are all Irish people. Now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a guess and say I think it is anti Stonehenge. Possibly because Stonehenge, as they explain it here, is like the That's, source. Because Stonehenge is the villain. <laughs> Stonehenge is like the source of this dark power, but also this movie is anti Druid because the they never said what they did was wrong. Well. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Stonehenge is, uh, uh, has devastating power that's being put into the computer chips and all the masks. Uh, and, uh, oh, it turns out, uh, the salesman is back with his family from earlier and they are sealed inside a test room. Yeah, I don't know why they agreed to this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while Cochran and Chalice observe via a monitor. Uh, a new Silver Shamrock commercial plays, which is, encourages children to 
gather around, put on their masks, and watch the flashing pumpkin. We're depending a lot on people coming into their house at 9 o'clock, exactly. Well, they've been announcing all week that there's a big giveaway at 9 o'clock. For what? <laughs> well. <laughs> wouldn't, also, it's, wouldn't that depend on the interest that you get? Also, it's 9 o'clock on a Halloween night. Like, there's no trick-or-treaters out. They're all back at home on the dot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tenor uh, bus. <laughs> Uh, this flashing, uh, jack-o'-lantern is the same one from the intro. Uh, and the Halloween mask, uh, begins to attack the child and release creatures, which attack. (laughs) Yeah, they, these, it is a variety of creatures start coming out of him. It's like crickets and a snake, several Several snakes. Several snakes, different (laughs) kinds of Different widths of snake. Yeah, different species of snake. Uh, yeah, and uh, critters. All kinds of critters, <laughs> which I love to see. We do love to see an outpouring of critters. It is kind of nasty seeing snakes coming out of this kid, but also he had it coming. I don't like him very much. He, uh, his mom said, hey, don't bike into the street, so he immediately did. And he flipped her off. <laughs> did he do that? I yeah, missed that part. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So you like him now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this kid. Rip to this kid. And his name is Little Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's his biggest crime. Uh, next is a montage of the television commercial and children across America wearing their All masks. All across America. It's it's too many shots. I know. Like, like, this is L.A. This is Arizona. This, this is... is Denver. Ohio. <laughs> this this is, is Louisiana. <laughs> it's like, I get it. You don't have to show me eight of these. Uh, back at the hospital, the woman doing the autopsy report notices a strange part and an assassin sneaks in. I don't think I would be able to identify this as not a car part. Like, if you told me it's there so were weird. gears in cars, I might believe <laughs> you. Like, right. Somewhere, yeah. Uh, just as she has a sudden realization and attempts to call the sheriff, she is attacked with a drill to the head. There are gears in cars. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I wish we saw more of this drill kill. I know. Because this character's, kinda, like, not in the movie, you know? We just kind of pan away from it. You don't see it, but you get the idea. Like, if we're going to have this character, like, be in the movie and have multiple scenes where she's like, Ugh. I can't wait for the doctor to get back so I can get my date. It's like, <laughs> at least give me a good kill here. She's date zoned, by the way. For real. Um, uh, Cochran tells a bound uh, to a chair chalice to enjoy the show. He gives his big sicko villain speech. Uh, about the druids. About Samhain, or Samhain, whichever you prefer. It's Samhain. It is Samhain. If you say Samhain, I think you're just wrong. I think it sounds nicer on the mouth to say Sam Hain. Well, yeah. They didn't ask your opinion when they made the word, did they? <laughs> That's right. Uh, and we learned that this is actually a witchcraft plot. I mean, it's called Season of the Witch. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, you know, uh, the planets are in alignment and it's time for another great sacrifice. Who could say why I'm a sicko villain killing thousands of children across America? But what if he's right? Well, this is an interesting way to do it. (laughs) It is a fascinating way to do it. The idea, now, in defense of witches, 
Uh, I don't know a single, like, pagan person who is like, I will become an industrialist and become one of the most richest men in the world so that I can kill children to sacrifice them to my pagan ritual. They could exist. Theoretically, but it's a little bit, I think most of them sell candles. Yeah, unlike Etsy. That's still industrialist. (laughs) I don't know, but I guess it depends on your chain of production. Uh, it's just... We can talk about a hero. We can wait till we're done with the the summary. But I think it's interesting the comments this movie has on capitalism and uh, commercialization and the specifically like the '80s like toy figure boom sort of thing. I think is like captured in this movie. Oh, sure, absolutely. The idea that like everything's got to be a um, everything's got to have a commercial that you hear a million times that's an earworm that's stuck in oh, your head. Oh, you know John Carpenter was tired of hearing some kind of commercial when yeah, he wrote this. Yeah, uh, th- this man would have hated Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the idea that, like, oh, just by, like, um, programming people through their televisions, we can, um, you know, make people, you know... And this applies even to even to like today, where everyone is just kind of like low level aware that like most of the fiddly gadgets around their house are spying on them, and they're like, "Well, what can you do?" Yeah, <laughs> um, and just I think that's um, really interesting in the way that um, that kind of feeling is is sort of captured here. Um, this kind of like man, real fucked up that people just can do this, huh? But also, they're putting chips in your kids. <laughs> But also, they're put. Also, the pagans are putting chips in your kids. That's also <laughs> like, that's the flip side. Like the pagans are uh, putting chips in your kids. You know, it's it's like um, it's kind of the same thing I have with like they live, where it's like, oh yeah, the the uh, rich people doing uh, uh, programming via advertising are aliens. <laughs> it's like no, they don't really have to be. It's an allegory. I get it. But also, what's this allegory with this, like, rich cork accent man? One of the richest men in the world. <laughs> it's just selling masks made out of a Oh, you think he's the richest little... in the world? They, they say it at one point in the movie. He makes, like, gag gifts. Yeah, he's specifically, like, the guy he's that makes... He's a jokester who makes little robots and stuff. <laughs> he makes, like, a silly string or whatever. <laughs> and he's hey, one of the how... richest guys in the world. How did those serve in the takeover, by the way? Uh, that was just um, what biding his time. Uh, that was just primitive capital accumulation. Uh, it's part of the the stage. You're so right. Yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Getting back to the summary. Uh, uh, Cochran puts a mask on Chalice, turns on uh, the TV in front of him, and wishes him a happy Halloween. <laughs> That's very nice of him. Uh, but left alone in his cell, Chalice manages to destroy the TV and free himself. He's so good at everything. He he makes a crazy trick shot (laughs) on the camera, by the way. Yeah, he, like, tosses his mask, like, with one hand, which is, like, tied to his waist, and it, like, lands in the top right corner of the room. Flawless execution. On top of the surveillance camera. There's nothing he can't do. There's a ton of shots of surveillance cameras in this movie. I don't know when those were, like, a new thing. Um, I think they've existed as long as cameras. I guess so. Have they not? 
But just, like, the little cameras, like, up in the corner of the room. This movie, like, makes painstaking, like, they're fucking watching you. <laughs> All the time. Uh, attempting to warn his family in the last few minutes before the commercial plays, Chalice makes a desperate call to his ex-wife, who's <laughs> she like... Says- Fuck you. Fuck you, man. You're supposed to get, pick up the kids twice now and you bailed on me twice. Well, she shouldn't be dependent on him like that. He's he's a doctor and he kind of has a really busy job and he hasn't uh, done that before. He's always let her know when he hasn't been able to do that. So I think she should have her... Uh, I think she should have some more realistic expectations for what he can do and what he can do. I see the Tom Atkins pheromones are working <laughs> on you. <laughs> They're coming from a scream. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Uh, uh, he makes one last uh, desperate attempt to free Ellie, um, but immediately the goon squad of assassin bots descend on them. Uh, we get a sneaking sequence. What? Now, what I th- I find is funny. She's just laying there. Yeah. She's just laying there the whole time, and he he like he gets her, and he's like, "Okay, let's go." And she sits up and she goes with him. And I would have some questions, like, yeah. "Hey." What you doing? He's just like pulling her by the hand. You just you just yeah. taking a nap. <laughs> um, the, this like extended sneaking sequence through the facility is okay. And you uh, don't even notice that she's just an accessory, not doing anything, because that is effectively the role that most ha- women have in the final acts of movies. Like this. <laughs> That's correct. Um, but um, Chalice is able to press some random buttons on a keypad and. Then sneak up onto the catwalk upstairs and dump silver shamrock pins onto the scientists below. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I guess because the commercial is playing, the the shamrocks are starting off. to they're starting to spark. The the Stonehenge is triggered. Yeah. Um. And since all the scientists below are robots, the sparks blow them up or something. Yeah, they're lasers. <laughs> and kill all of them. Uh, I do think there's, like, a sick shot here of, like, all the monitors, like, in a circle with the dead scientists, like, arranged. Yeah, that's a good shot. Yeah, which, as the camera's, like, panning, that's really good. As the commercial plays, Mr. Cochran is the last one left, and Stonehenge begins to light up. Stonehenge is angry! And uh, Cochran applauds Chalice and Ellie as they escape, and he gets fucking blasted by Stonehenge! He gets turned into dust. He gets turned into, like, paper mache. (laughs) Uh, okay, but if he did this at Stonehenge, would it just like, would it like, <laughs> would, you, would it zap you? If you played the Stonehenge activation code, would it just blow you away? Like, how did the druids pull this off? They know the incantation. Oh, okay. Um, the couple flee the town, uh, which is now on fire. Uh, they they <laughs> look like they are running away from the Nick Arcade CGI screen. <laughs> They look like they're fighting the final boss on Nick Arcade. Yeah, okay, thank you. Um, They uh, get into the car and drive off, and Chalice is like, oh, maybe we still have time to stop the broadcast, but Ellie, it turns out, has been turned into a murder robot off-camera, and she attacks him. I also have questions about this. Yeah. Like, when did that happen? Well, presumably... Could she have been a robot the whole time? That's a fascinating question. Well, I don't think so, right? Because we never see any of the robots, like, talk. That's true. So it would have to be sometime uh, after she is captured by the assassin bots. 
but before they get in the car. So either it's some way partially part of the way through the sneaking sequence where I think they are always together. Yeah, I think they're always together. So the only real time it could have happened is when she got picked up from the sto- from the the table she was just laying on. Yeah, my which... other my other question is was she completely replaced and the real one is somewhere else? Or did they use her as, like, a shell and just jam it in there? See, you said this has no room for a sequel. (laughs) It does not. (laughs) No, I think, um, I think they, like, uh, quick time produced a robot double of her and she is, like, dead somewhere. Okay. Um, and... That's impressive turnaround. For real. Um, and I, and I think, um, the robot just didn't do anything during the whole sneaking sequence, which you would have Yeah, had... she could have helped. She's not a very good one. <laughs> she would have had, like, ample opportunity to get Chalice killed or kill him herself. Uh, but no, it's not until this moment where they're alone in the car that she attacks. Um... It's like, ah, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, their car crashes, uh, and there is an extended sequence of chalice uh fighting off this robot different parts of her keep coming after him and yeah. he's like he's surprised every single time it happens like four different times there, there's like like the <laughs> hand will come up it'll be like, oh my god and then the other hand will come up it'll be like oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and then the torso will come up he'll be like no don't oh, fuck away uh anyway he like hits her head off with a crowbar um and she she spews the liquid. We haven't talked about the we liquid. We haven't talked about the liquid. All of the robots that, like, tell that they are robots as they die is that they will, like, spit up goop. How would Yellow you, goop. How would you describe this goop? Piss-colored goop. See, I wanted to say, like, mango smoothie, but it has, like, a translucency to it. That's why I went with piss. <laughs> <laughs> piss if it was goop. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Piss if you were really dehydrated and also full of goop. If you put gelatin in piss. God. But it, like, didn't set all the way. It's still It's still still leaky, yeah. That'd be a terrible recipe. It's not perfectly set. It's still runny. Yeah, yeah. As Paul Hollywood say, it's not done. (laughs) The goop's not done. It hasn't set. Your goop hasn't set. Your piss hasn't set. (laughs) Anyway! You put too much piss in. Too much piss dilutes the goop. (laughs) We have to move on. Okay. Uh, At the same gas station as the beginning, uh, Chalice makes one more desperate uh, phone call to try and take the commercial off the air. uh, As kids with Halloween masks come in to watch the commercial that's playing. And he almost succeeds? Yeah, he gets the the commercial taken off two channels, and we are left with the third channel still playing it as the jack-o'-lantern is flashing, and he yells, Stop it! it! Stop it! Stop it! Over and over as uh, uh, we roll credits. It's good. But also, he was just persuasive enough to do two, but not three. Yeah, they're like, we'll turn it off of two channels, but the third one... Ad revenue, man. We're gonna let it ride on that yeah, one. You know yeah. what? You know, two out of two out of three. We don't believe you that much. We let him have two out of three. <laughs> uh, that's Halloween three. Oh, how'd you feel about it? 
I thought it kind of whipped. I thought it was good. Um, I, I'm kind of tickled by it. I think it's funny. I I think it is one of the weaker Carpenter movies for sure. But for sure. But I do it's, think it, like it's not directed by him though. It's produced by him. But I I do think the Carpenter touches are what I like about the movie. They though. are what I like about it. Like there are lots of like classic Carpenter like long establishing shots of like stuff going on in kind of like the the back of the frame basically there's lots of like banging shitty synth music that i love yeah every time one of the android dudes pops up there's a like a laser sound that made me <laughs> laugh every single time i'm pretty sure uh it's even carpenter right down to talking about how commercialization is bad sure, uh there's sure. there's a lot to like you know um i think like some of the execution leaves a bit to be I think, desired i think it could have been gorier I absolutely think it could have I think have been. we pulled away in some moments where we didn't have to pull away and we could have done some fun gore stuff, but there's still For some sure. nasty kills in there. I think you could do like a more indulgent version of this that would be would really good. Yeah. yeah. Like I would love to see the Joe Dante version of this. Oh yeah. It, <laughs> there would be blood everywhere. It would one. be way less carpenter, I think, because I think you would have taken a little bit more creative control It'd over it. It'd be like the burbs. <laughs> but yeah, I think you would add way more goofy stuff in there. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, Tom Atkins, at the end of the day, like, the pheromones aren't really penetrating me. Well, pheromones aren't meant to work on everyone. They only work on the right kinds of people. Sure, yeah. So I think, like, I'm not someone, I like, he's fine. He's totally I think fine. he's hotter in the fog. I'll agree with you there, 100%. I'm bold, I'm, bold. I'm adventurous. And correct. Yeah. As usual. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so, I don't know if he has quite, like, the... He's also just a shitty guy in this movie. Like, this... But he's so good at everything! <laughs> this doctor who's good at everything uh, pulls every woman on screen. Yeah, it kind of makes him detestable, doesn't <laughs> it? A little bit. Makes him kind of just a bad guy. Like, there's an early <laughs> scene... Where, like, one of the nurses walks by, and as a joke, he just, like, pinches her ass. And it's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, sexual harassment in the workplace, 100%. Whoa. <laughs> you know, you're just like, okay, man. Um... Listen, I think if Agnes likes it, that's one thing, but she hasn't indicated whether she does or not. I mean, clearly... So I'm gonna say, not cool. <laughs> clearly, like, they're bantering in that scene, but, like, I'm going, like, whoa. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um... yeah, he's a little bit scummy. Yeah, he's a little bit of a scumball, um, you know, like, asking about her age, but not pushing on it too hard, you no, know? No, she, she just said, older than I look. Yeah. Which... Still probably, like, 30 years younger than this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. She looks like Winona Ryder could have played her. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I think, uh, I think Cochrane, the villain, is pretty good. I think he's good. Um, play- I think it would have been funny if they made him more Irish, though. <laughs> yeah, played by Dan uh, Hurley, who is a famous Irish actor. Uh, Robinson Crusoe himself. I think he could have put it on a little thicker. Yeah, I think he's going for like a little bit more of a subtle accent in this. I would have loved to feel the full, uh, you know, cork accent come out. I-, I need to feel the full potato. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, you know, I think if there were more, like, goofy Irish scenes in the goofy Irish town... That... Then it would be anti-Irish. <laughs> but I don't... I would have enjoyed stands, it. I don't think it is. I would have enjoyed it. You know, I, I like I like that stuff. Um, you know, I, I think um, there's a good bit of restraint, and I wish it had... Um, 
If it went a little whole hog, it would have been so much fun. I, yeah, I still thought it was fun, but just um, I felt like there was a little bit more they could have they could have given there and like taken it up from like a totally fine and like better than shit, way better than just a random slasher sequel. Um, yeah, it's probably better than probably fifty percent of the Halloweens. Uh, yeah, maybe more. Yeah, I mean. Who could say? Uh, but let's let's uh, commit our feelings to numbers. Yes. Let's uh, let's rate it. Uh, first off, is the spookiness rating? How good were these scares and the vibes? Oh, what would you give it? I think if I saw this movie when I was younger, it would be way more scary to me. But yeah, I'm gonna give it like a two. I love that we've got some child violence in there. You don't need yeah. to pull away from that. That's the main threat here. Yeah, it's putting the children under mask threat. You know, the idea that, like, oh, the kids are going to watch the commercial and they don't know any better and they'll, you know, yeah. have bugs pouring out their eyes. 100%, they all died at the end of this, yeah. right? Like, every, ch- <laughs> every child in America dies at the end of this movie. Yeah, the, the plot of this movie is that, like... Uh, Which is why we can't make a sequel. <laughs> yeah. The plot of this movie is that this shit works. Yeah, it did work. <laughs> it fucking worked. Um, which I think is, I think that's good. Um, I don't find the robot stuff scary. I feel like that's... No, I feel like that's a little contrived. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's a little bit, like, not what we're doing in this no, movie. No, it's you not. Know? Um, it, it's just kind of like a random beat thrown in there to, like, make the assassins seem scarier. I think if the assassins were, like, I don't know, weirdly pagan-themed or something, <laughs> or Irish... If they were, like, construct... If they were Irish... <laughs> that oh could have been, been something... Uh, I'm kind of with you now. But yeah, I, I like it too. I think um, the implied violence is like the scary stuff. And usually that's what gets like a two for me. Yeah. Um, On our ratings. That, that kid's head turning into snakes is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And there's a few like good like prosthetic shots for sure. Like I, I don't think it's bad or anything. Um, but next up is watchability. How easy is it to throw this movie on and have a good time? I think this depends on how much you hate this song. Full stop. Ooh, see, I kind of dig the song. I th- I I think it's kind of fun, but I could see someone uh, pulling uh, their teeth out to yeah, the song. I, also, I could see people getting very annoyed by this, especially maybe on repeat viewings. But um, me, it's like a three for me. Me personally, I like always pop for it. I think it's like a four for watchability. I think it's like totally inoffensive. Just like throw the movie on, you will have a decent time. There will be some scares. Carpenter's bullshit just kind of works on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just his kind of like slow, moody, like garbage transition scenes. I like so much more than like the filler scenes in an average horror movie, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, definitely. And I like his crunchy fucking synth music. It's a delight. So, yeah. And how in danger are you willing to put yourself for those Tom Atkins pheromones? (laughs) (laughs) Does that affect watchability? Um, you know, I think um, while it's like not my bag exactly, I do think it adds something. It's not nothing. Uh, the the Tom Atkins uh, pheromones. I think sadly he's a man of his time. He's you very know, he's very the eighties. You know, uh, someone who's got like eighty percent Tom Atkins, twenty percent something totally different would be perfect. Does that make sense? Interesting. Is it the mustache? Maybe it's just the the like build and the mustache and then make like the rest different, you know? 
I'm always here for a dad bod. Yeah, like I, I think like I think America is ready for hot dads. We've always we've always but, been ready. But they need to have a little bit more than like uh he's got an ex wife and he sleeps with too many women and he's good at everything. No. You know, and he looks like your friend's dad, exactly like your friend's dad. The platonic <laughs> ideal of friend's dad. I need a Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. See, okay, like that's that does it for me. He's great. Yeah, um, so you know. Like eighty percent of the way there. Four out of five. Yeah, okay. Correct score. Alright. Uh last up is the Vincent Price Vamp rating. How good were the uh campiness and performances? I think it's pretty camp. I think yeah. the performances are pretty good. I think the yeah. can, the concept of these evil Halloween masks and all these <laughs> robots are chasing people the, is really good. Okay, the the plot of this movie is highly highly camp. Is that evil Irish pagans, druids, druids, ancient druids, <laughs> are building robots and have stolen Stonehenge? Only one. Yeah, only one One, one stone. Yeah, one stone of henge. Whatever singular of Stonehenge is, one henge. There's one There's one line where he says, you won't believe how we did it. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> does not elaborate. I wish he told you how. Um, they are taking bits of Stonehenge and turning it into microchips, which they are putting into Halloween masks. To turn which, children into snakes. <laughs> to turn children into snakes and bugs when they watch a commercial at 9 p.m. on Halloween night. And the commercial kind of fucks. <laughs> yeah. So. I think it's um, a four for me. So, yeah, you know, I think, like, the, the villain speech alone gets, like, a whole bonus point for me. I think it's, like, a four. I when think he just starts talking about druids. Uh, the, the version of this movie where it gets a five out of five uh, campiness rating would be, like, a fantastic fucking movie for me. Um, I think, like... I can't quite. You would have a... to have Lord Summerisle himself. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I I need like um, when I say like you could be a little bit more indulgent. This is where like the four out of five comes. Yeah, from me. I, I want you that. You need like... to. You have to be exploding some more people's heads a little bit more. Yeah, I needed to hit fifth gear. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a nine for me. Uh, a ten for me, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, pr- pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I liked it. I was not expecting. This out of Halloween three <laughs> it feels like completely incongruous with the previous movies, but like I'm not mad at it. It's a different movie. It's a better. You can't think of it as a Halloween movie. It's a better movie than Halloween three would have been. Probably yeah. Like we'll probably watch Halloween four at some point. That's gonna be a worse movie than this. I don't know. I'm not gonna make that prediction because it'll make people mad. It's gonna be. I'm I'm willing to stake my claim. Uh, sight unseen. All right, Opal. Any any last thoughts on this movie? I think I've said all that I need to say <laughs> about Tom Atkins' little baby butt cheeks. <laughs> you do get a peek at them. They are out for one brief moment. A brief, a brief sprinkling. Of butt. You know, I appreciate it because they don't show anybody else's butt in this movie. They show a hanging boob silhouette. Oh, that's right. He does suck on a boob. Does he suck on a boob? Yeah, he he's like sucking on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was talking about her getting out of the shower. You see the silhouette of the hanging when they're boob. when they're fucking and she's in the lingerie. He like nibbles on her boob a little bit. 
Do you see nip? 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 <laughs> Do you see nip nip? <laughs> well, do you? Uh, I'm not sure in that scene. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I guess That's not my thoughts. Yeah, I guess that means it's time. <laughs> Bring me the movie sack. It's time for movie sack. Silver Shamrock. <laughs> this is the movie sack segment. This is the part of the show where we pull a random movie out of the sack. Ooh, it's getting a light. There's not that many movies. I gotta in add here. some more, but I think I stand by whatever's in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, will you put movies in? I pull a random one out. Yes. That way we share some amount of the blame, although chiefly it's on you. <laughs> well, it's, it is on me, but you can tell yourself that you're a little to blame as well. If you like, I'll as do, a treat. I'll do that. Yeah. And uh, next week we'll be watching Pumpkinhead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I haven't seen this. Uh, this is either. another Halloween classic. Another Halloween classic. Another pumpkin guy. Halloween in June. I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, next, <laughs> after that we'll watch Ghoul Log. <laughs> it's only four months away. We're, uh, Almost pre, three. pre-gaming. We are pre-gaming. This is maybe a good time to say we've been doing this fucking show for one year. Yeah, we've been doing it for over a year now. Yeah, so, you know, um, 40-something episodes in a year. We're here yeah. Whether you want us to or not. <laughs> We're just going to keep doing it. We're just going to keep doing the show yeah. every week because we like it. Because it's fun. It's fun. It's absolutely We fun. have fun here. Yeah. Um, if you had fun here. <laughs> tell me about it. Uh, t- uh, tell me about it. Tell, tell uh, people about Scary Pair. Oh, yeah. Tell people about Scary Pair. We're coming up on 50 episodes pretty soon. We might put a little something together for that. We'll I see. Do. I might do a little something, yeah. something for episode 50. Could be fun. If you want to, like, send us, like, your favorite episodes or moments or whatever, we might put together a little compilation or something. Yeah. Uh, you can reach the Twitter account. Our email address is on that as well. Uh, if you want to send can, us an email. Yeah, you can reach the Twitter account at Scary Pair. Yep. Uh, and Opal, where can they um, find you if they want to ask you about Tom Atkins' pheromones? Well, I'm not an expert, but you can still ask <laughs> at opal.card.co. Uh, and I'm at putrid underscore imp and puppeteer. Click on Twitter. You can also find my other show, Level With You Pod, a World of Warcraft classic podcast where every month we play a few hours of World of Warcraft and podcast about it. Our World of Warcraft Classic, specifically. And that's going to do it. Join us next week for Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. That, that should be good. That's a creature feature. Ooh, he if is, ever there was. He is a creature? He's a feature. I think he's a guy. You think he's a guy? Pumpkin but man. A, but he's a creature. Pumpkin Headman. I'm not, I haven't seen this. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you next <laughs> week whether he's a creature or a guy. Join, find out next week if Pumpkin Head has gender. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>